When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again and welcome to the Three Inning Save uh, podcast. Uh, this is just a solo episode. Uh, it's just me, your host, Eric Steven, uh, coming to you from rainy um, Los Angeles County. Uh, wanted to do a quickie episode this week because we are not recording our regular episode uh, during Super Bowl uh, weekend. Uh, so just wanted to get this one out there because... Um, as of Tuesday, uh, the Dodgers are uh, reportedly bringing back Clayton Kershaw, which was, I don't know if expected is the right word, but, you know, um, anticipated, definitely. Uh, he is back uh, with the Dodgers, which will be for a 17th season, um, which is a would be a franchise record. For a pitcher, Don Sutton and Kershaw have both pitched in 16 different seasons. Um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about the deal. So I believe um, John Heyman and Joel Sherman at the New York Post were first to report the agreement between the Dodgers and Kershaw. Um, and uh, Andy McCullough of The Athletic uh, reported, he's the only one who has, has been a little more specific on the details, it's still uh, not a lot of info out. Like, we don't know the, the monetary, uh, the, the salaries or anything there. But Andy McCullough at The uh, Athletic uh, reported it as a one-year deal with a player option for 2025. Um, that's a little interesting in the sense that um, in Kershaw has gone to free agency just three times, each of the last three off-seasons. Each of them, each of them have been very distinct. Uh, the first one was after um, twenty twenty one, and in none of the three uh, instances uh, did the Dodgers extend Kershaw a qualifying offer. They didn't want to uh, rush his decision, um, or it was more uh, and more of a courtesy as well. Kershaw has said multiple times, basically, the only two teams he'd consider playing for are the Dodgers. The only organization he's been with throughout his career uh drafted in 2006 or the rangers who play about uh 15 minutes from his house uh just outside of dallas and um he is very very good friends with chris young who is the general manager of the rangers um uh, just last week uh, clayton kershaw and uh chris young both had their jersey retired from highland park high school where they both went to school about a, uh, not quite a decade apart but they're not the same age, but they're very close friends. Um, you know, Kershaw has four kids. Uh, some of them are in school age. Uh, so you understand the appeal, even though baseball just generally is a little bit nomadic, no matter where you're playing. To be able to play your home games that close to home, be that close to your kids, especially in the school calendar. Um, this year specifically, though, given uh, that Kershaw had um, shoulder surgery, it makes it a little bit different. Um, 
because uh, he's going to be rehabbing for, you know, the first half of the year, like when the kids are in school through like, say, May or June, whenever they sort of let out. Uh, he's not expected to pitch till like second half of the season. So he's going to have probably uh, a good amount of time as much as he needs to be at home because he probably, I'm guessing he can probably do most of his rehab work uh, while at home or near home. Um, so um, that's going to be a little bit unique, something he hasn't really experienced in his entire career. Um, but that also, uh, wanted, I wanted to bring back to another point. So uh, after, when he signed his 2023 contract, um, he, uh, Kershaw said he was very content with like, you know, going year to year, you know, just that was sort of where he's at. Um, and you know, part of that he, he's mentioned before, like he, he wants to know each year, like a, if he wants to pitch, you know, if he's healthy, he said like, uh, it's no fun when you're not healthy. So, um, also there was the situation, uh, last year where, um, obviously the shoulder impacted him for the last like three months of the season. He had the terrible start in game one of the NLDS. He was obviously limited by the shoulder, although he wouldn't really admit that even after the fact, although he had surgery shortly after, um, to repair a torn labrum, uh, and, um, a capsule in his left shoulder. Um, but you had to figure that factored into the, the one year plus player option rather than just going year to year. Now Kershaw still, by having the player option, it is, he still has the decision in his hands, which is, you know, normal. And I'm sure the Dodgers are fine with it. The Dodgers have been pretty clear about their intention like they they want him to remain a dodger for his whole career they've sort of built an organization um they feel is uh, worthy of him to come back to so that's pretty much all you can ask at this point obviously kershaw has, has earned the right to do whatever he wants and um a, a few years ago um i think i made a flippant uh tweet about this it was Oh, I think it was when he got hurt uh, at the end of 2021. It was the last weekend of the season, so that knocked him out of the playoffs essentially. Um, and you know, he that was he was going to be a free agent, and there you know there were obviously rumors about him wanting to go, you know, potentially go to the Rangers at some point. And so th I thought that would have been a, a terrible way for his Dodger career to end. And um, I, I think you know, in a tweet, I said. If the like if um, that's Kershaw's like last start as a Dodger, we riot, you know, tongue, you know, somewhat in cheek there. Um, but you know, I think the the intention was more of if the Dodgers would have made a scenario where Kershaw would have wanted to leave, or you know, not um, you know maybe shown him the proper respect. Uh, that uh, franchise icon of his status deserves. Um, I think that would have warranted the outrage, less so than like a Kershaw decision. It was more like if the Dodgers let him get away, that's that's the thing. And But they've pretty much made clear their intention of wanting to keep him, and they have a pretty good relationship, obviously. He's chosen the Dodgers in each of the last three off-seasons. Um so there's that, um, but you know, eventually he might end up choosing the Rangers, but it won't be now. So um, that's an exciting thing. Uh, he's going to come back for his 17th season. Now it's just a matter of like uh, when exactly might he pitch? Um, he's closing in on um, 
3,000 career strikeouts. He's sitting on uh, 2,944 now. So uh, the question is, do, does he um, – he needs 56 strikeouts. How many starts do you think he needs or how many innings do you think he needs to get that 56 strikeouts? Uh, uh, for an abbreviated season um, in uh, 2020 – uh, Kershaw made 10 starts. Now, that was a 60-game season that started in late July. Um, and obviously that year, too, the rosters were expanded uh, due to COVID. And the Dodgers pretty much used a um, like a six-man rotation, or at least they gave extra rest at all times pretty much that year. Uh, so it was even more spread out than normal. But let's say Kershaw does make um, you know, if he makes 10 starts, he, he had 62 strikeouts that year uh, with, in his 10 starts. So uh, does he get to 10 starts this year? Who knows? But I think also the, the thing is, if he's healthy and productive again, um, he would be another option for October. Just sort of added to the, um, the, the bevy of sort of, uh, you know, exceptional when healthy pitchers that the Dodgers have. It's just a matter of how many of them will be ready in October. They they ran out of said pitchers last October, including Kershaw, although he was technically active. He was very clearly compromised, and you just don't want that to be sort of the, um, you know, the final image of him in his Dodger career. That would have been a bummer. But it seems like that's not going to be the case. So the deal is not yet official. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. It won't be until, I believe, uh, Joel Sherman uh, reported, uh, and maybe Jack Harris at the LA Times as well, um, that I believe Kershaw is taking his physical Thursday in Arizona. The Dodgers uh, pitchers and catchers report to Camelback Ranch on Thursday. Their first pitchers and catchers workout is Friday. Um, normally, uh Teams can start utilizing the 60-day injured list um, on the the first day. Uh, you know, players can report to camp. So, because the Dodgers and Padres this year uh, start the regular season early in South Korea, they get to open spring training a little early. Now, the Padres aren't even opening their camp until Sunday, so the Dodgers are you know reporting on Thursday. At least pitchers and catchers. So that's the first day they can use the 60-day injured list. Um, so, you know, they have Dustin May, they have Tony Gonsolin, both had surgery. Gonsolin's out for the year, May out for a long time, you know, not sure if he's going to miss the entire year, but he's also probably at least second half, um, at the earliest. So those are two candidates, Nick Frasso, who we mentioned on the last episode, um, mentioned at FanFest over the weekend at Dodger Stadium that, uh, he had, um, surgery on his shoulder to repair a torn labrum. Uh, so he's another 60-day candidate. Uh, Kershaw himself, once he's signed, will be a 60-day candidate. So they have they have room to maneuver. Um, but another uh, – so this is a long-winded way of saying Kershaw's deal is not going to be finalized till the Dodgers can utilize the 60-day uh, to open up a roster spot. Uh, their 40-man is full at the moment. Now, since we recorded the last episode, I do want to mention a, a couple other – uh, moves. The one that was official on Monday was uh, trading Caleb Ferguson to the Yankees for uh, Matt Gage, a left-handed pitcher, and um, another minor leaguer named Christian Zazueta Jr. Uh, he's a 19-year-old who pitched in the Dominican um, summer or yeah Dominican summer league the last two years for the Yankees. 
Uh, Gage is uh, going to be 31 uh, in a couple days or next week, actually. Um, he is he's pitched parts of the last two seasons with um, the Blue Jays and Astros. He was uh, claimed off waivers by the Yankees last week, and then the Dodgers just traded for him. So he has an option remaining. Caleb Ferguson had five years of service time, was going to be a free agent at the end of the year, doesn't have an option. You could say, well, but Caleb Ferguson is better than Matt Gage, and that's probably true. He's also younger. Um, he was used in higher leverage situations last year um, with the Dodgers. Ferguson was one of their highest leverage relievers on the staff. Only only uh, Evan Phillips had a higher average leverage index when he appeared in games. Ferguson was also very volatile. Um but, you know, also effective. I think, you know, there's a few things that go into this now. The Dodgers, it seems, they they only, you know, they swapped out lefties there with Ferguson and Gage on the 40-man. But they really only have Alex Vesia as a true lefty short reliever. They also have Ryan Yarbrough. He's more of a long man, though. Uh, he's the other lefty. And then outside of James Paxton, and then once they add Kershaw, who's going to not be ready, uh, that's those are the only left-handers on the forty-man. So there's a dearth there. There, you know, there there's a lack there of of lefties. Um, I, so I think though, what they're expecting is Evan Phillips and Bruce Dargrad are all the, the Dodgers' two best relievers. Are good against both sides. Uh, Joe Kelly doesn't really have discernible splits as a reliever. Uh, he's he's been effective against lefties. Ryan Brazier especially after joining the Dodgers, um, has been effective against lefties. So those are their top four relievers. They're all righties, but like they get lefties out. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they sort of do this. Now, they could also very well, you know, acquire someone else. I think part of it, um, I don't necessarily consider this like nickel and diming. It kind of is in some respect, but so Ferguson uh, avoided arbitration with a $2.4 million contract for 2024 um but the dodgers payroll is just over 300 million roughly for competitive balance tax purposes anything over 297 million uh gets a 110 percent surcharge because the dodgers are a third time in a row payer it's actually fourth time in a row but the yeah the scale doesn't go higher than three times in a row but it's the fourth and highest luxury tax tier. So anything over $297 million, you pay a little bit more than double. So if they lop $2.4 million off, you're really saving uh, $5.04 million in uh, competitive balance tax payroll. So you could argue, well, the Dodgers can afford that, like for, you know, even a marginal upgrade. And they didn't necessarily need the roster spot right away. They didn't gain a roster spot because it was a neutral move. Um, but like you can argue they could, they can get Ryan Brazier and keep Caleb Ferguson or whatever, but maybe it's just a, a situation of where, uh, they just wanted a little more flexibility on the bottom, bottom end of the bullpen there. I don't know, but, um, it, it was a, a very interesting trade in that regard. And then, and, and, um, I didn't, I sort of mentioned Ryan Brazier. They, that was the other move, uh, Monday, Another move that's going to be probably made official Thursday or later once the Dodgers open up a spot with a 60-day IL move was they re-signed Ryan Brazier. The reported uh, numbers on that are two years and $9 million. Um, I think with incentives to make put it up to $13 million. Um, we'll find out, I'm sure, over the next few days. Um, 
Brazier was released um, by the Red Sox. He was struggling mightily with them. Um, released in May, signed a minor league deal with the Dodgers, joined them near the end of June, and was pretty much lights out in the second half. He even uh, started striking people out a lot more uh, down the stretch, and he was great uh, for them. And so, I mean, his ERA was under one, but even like his expected numbers were were very, very good with the Dodgers. So um, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty good news. Uh, it's sort of rounding out uh, what feels like. Um, you know, pretty good team right now. So that that's sort of where we're at. I just wanted to do a little quickie episode. Um, I'm sure we'll have more once, um, you know, if, if Kershaw is getting his physical, say, on Thursday in Arizona, and then I'm sure, you know, maybe he'll be around. Uh, I'm not going to be at spring training for the, at least for the early part. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be, uh, he'll talk to reporters. We'll get a little bit more on the deal. While we're not planning an episode uh, this weekend to record, uh, you know, depending on what comes out this weekend with like Kershaw getting finalized, Brazier getting finalized, any sort of early camp stuff, I might have another uh, quickie episode for you early next week. But for now, uh, that's it. Clayton Kershaw is a Dodger once again, or will be in a few days uh, officially. And that's it for this episode of the Three Inning Save podcast. I'm your host, Eric Steven. Thanks, as always, to producer Brian Salvatore, and we will talk to you in a few days. (laughs) 